0: Welcome to the Climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. This podcast exists because we want you to win. And leverage is what you're going to need if you're a singer, if you're a songwriter, if you're an indie artist, you're going to need to bring something to the table to get that booking agent, to get that record deal, to get that manager. What is leverage, you ask? Leverage is a strategic advantage. It's the power to act effectively. It means they're coming to you more than you're coming to them that's why we called it the climb this podcast c-l-i-m-b creating leverage in the music business which is genius and the uh, person who wrote that the word smith mr word man is my co-host and good friend mr brent baxter brent's an award-winning hit songwriter too with cuts by alan jackson randy travis lady Annabelle, and joe nichols and more and he also helps songwriters like you turn pro By revealing how you write like a pro, do business like a pro, and not only that, on multiple levels, he connects you with the pros so you get your at-bat. You can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com.
1: And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They help you find your sound and they help you grow your audience so you can become the artist that everybody loves, so you can get paid while you're at it. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That's production, singular, no S, and there is no S because there is no other... Johnny D. <laughs> How you doing, brother? I'm right, getting a little loopy, but I'm good.
0: Once again, we're in the same room. I, I know like this. Is,
1: this is cool. This is weird. but it's Way good. cooler, Yeah.
0: Oh, you have legs. Wow. I have, oh, you never knew that. You I could have, have been... You could have been in the yeah. camera. could have
1: not had any pants on the whole time. Well, <laughs> you, I assume you didn't, but thank you for putting them on today. I appreciate that so much.
0: <laughs> well, hey, today we are going to talk about this. Without this... Dot, dot, dot. They may not take you Seriously. And so if you want to be taken seriously, if you want to be looked at as a professional, then this is the episode for you. But before we get into that, Mm -hmm. hey, if you haven't joined the climb community, do so. It's on Facebook. We let everybody in. You need to be re- you need to ask to be let in, and uh, just don't be obnoxious or we'll roadhouse you. Mm-hmm. Leave a rating and review. Uh, it makes people who are just sticking their toe in the water and trying to discover us for the first time feel a little bit better about spending some time to, mm-hmm. to and not wasting their time, right? Right. Um, so it makes us look legit, and we'll read it on the air. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Put it in your podcast player so that it automatically pops in there every Tuesday. We'll make sure we fill you with knowledge. And share it. If you, you, know, if you like this information, if, if, you're read, if you're listening to all these episodes, make sure your friends and your colleagues and your compadres know about it. It could help them, too. Um, and the Climb Conference.
1: Yes, it's coming up quickly. Yeah. It's coming up May 5th, uh, 4th and 5th, in Salt Lake City, Utah. Yes. And uh, the Climb Conference is going to be me and Johnny. We'll be here uh, spreading, spreading the Climb gospel. And also, uh, Chris Oglesby from BMG Music, big hit publisher, discovered some huge, Songwriters and signed them to their Luke first Laird. deals. What? Luke Laird and it's just <laughs> sickening, and uh, and also Shelby Kennedy, who's president of TuneCore here in Nashville. And if you, especially if you're a singer songwriter, you have music you want to get out to the world, he's a dude you want to know, and you want to know what TuneCore does. And he's not there giving you just the pitch, but he's there telling you about the real stuff, how, me how it going is, on, <laughs> how it is, right. So uh, yeah, there's gonna be the four of us, and you're gonna people that are gonna show up. are gonna have really a lot of time for face to face time it's gonna be really cool so really an opportunity to connect with pros in the business that are that are doing it and so i think it's a great opportunity and some of y'all gonna have things to be like an open mic you are gonna get to play for people so it's not just waving at people you actually get a chance to you know a lot of people will be playing music for for shelby and and all of us yeah man uh, that's just cool. cool and they're and they're yeah, we're coming to you and they're down like we had we had a
0: you know had breakfast with them recently and just just sat down and they're just finding different ways that they can hey what if we did this to connect better what if we did this to mm-hmm. have more time with each person like they're really into it they're really wanting to take advantage of it so i'm just man i'm i'm honored and blessed to be a part of it I yeah i'm fired really cool. up too so uh, yes, uh, to find the out climb, that, yes. The Climb Community No, sorry, the Climb dot com. Right. And you can get all the details there. Fly in, drive in, ride a horse. A burrow. <laughs> whatever. <it laughs> like take a burrow over the Not mountain, take A train, a bus, whatever it's gonna take. <laughs> Just get there because it's gonna be some real good information for singers, songwriters, and any artists like you to move forward.
1: Uh what have we got today? Let's get
0: into it. Let's yes, talk yes. about what this you know what
1: that thing is that takes us seriously.
0: How many times uh, in your different communities are you, are you are you getting feedback from people that are just like, man, it should just be about the song?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean I've heard that for years. I've said it. <laughs> I've said right. it too. Yeah, I mean, we've got the whole thing. It all begins with a song, you know. And yeah. I say, yeah, that's their slogan. Which it all is begins true. With a song, which it begins there. That's the where it begins. Air.
0: That's right. That's right. And it's not just about the song. If you're a songwriter, if you're uh, trying to get cuts, if you're um, wanting to make relationships that you're going to need to make mm-hmm. with publishers, with song pluggers, with A&R people, with mm-hmm. um, artists, could be local artists, mm-hmm. could be other songwriters that you mm-hmm. want to do writing with, then you want them to think of you as a professional. You want to be perceived as a professional, somebody right. who knows what they're doing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: understands the business part of it. Because if they're serious about it and they get the business part, and they don't feel like you do,
1: they're not interested in working with you. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm.
0: So, man, one of the biggest issues that I see with a lot of writers out there is just the, is the demo. When you've got a song that's ready to go,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, man, you gotta you gotta you gotta get the pro demo. You gotta get a professional demo. Mm-hmm. But it's it's more than just about the sonic quality. I think a lot of times with writers, they're they see the they see the investment that's going to take to to get the kind of demo that they want to get, mm-hmm. and they're immediately going to, am I going to get a cut from this? Right. Yeah. And sometimes, hey, I hope you do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, some, but there's other ways that create the ROI, mm-hmm. the return on the investment. Um, and that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about, like, hey, I hope you get the cut, right? Mm. Certainly there's other cash registers that you can tap into with something that's professionally done. Yeah, But it's, it's about the journey, too. Like, if you're trying to be, uh, you know, if you're nine years old, you're standing in a sports store, and you're looking at that bat, and you're like, man, I want to spend this money on that bat, and the only thing you're thinking is... Am I going to go to the World Series if I get that bat? <laughs> it's kind of the same thing, right?
1: You're not probably you're not even ready for the Little League World Series <laughs> right. at this point. You just Yeah, but, but you need to take some swings. And to take swings unless you really want to bruise your hand, it helps I, to have a bat. Exactly. It helps to have a bat. And number two like hey, if you're
0: a slugger and and you've got that skill set other people are going to see you right off the bat they're going to see some diamonds in the Literally. rough and they're going to you're going to start to make relationships with people who are going to help you on your journey mm-hmm. to get to that world series right. but you got to have you got to have the tools right mm-hmm. showing up to, here's what i mean by it's not just about the song i want you to think about different perspectives on a uh pro demo what was the we were talking about this before Brent but mm-hmm. you had talked what was the engine analogy that you used
1: oh a uh a four-cylinder engine runs a lot more smoothly on four cylinders than a six-cylinder engine does on four cylinders.
0: Right. If it's a six-cylinder engine and it's only running on four cylinders, you got a problem. Yes, a big problem. And so, you have to be the one that understands. You know, are you bringing in professional representation of yourself mm-hmm. to the professionals? Right. And regardless of what the song is, maybe the song's great. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe the song is great, but there's other things that they're thinking about. If it's like a really amateur song demo, right? Right. What are they thinking about? Well, from a producer perspective, who's who's worked with you know some artists that took outside cuts, major, you know, million dollar brand names. The first thing I'm thinking of is what what happens is is I'm listening to that song that's that's an amateur, poorly recorded demo in mm-hmm. between two professional demos. Mm. So think about that, right? Like if you want to get it to a song plugger, if you want to get it to a publishing company, they are what they will have been listening to what all day long, professional recordings. And then yours is going to be like, Wah. <laughs> right? So number one, it's just it's going to color it right off the bat, mm-hmm. right? It's and we're human, they're right. human. Yes, they're listening for the song, but the next thing is why isn't this
1: better? Well, for one thing, it's just. You're listening for the song, but it's harder to, it can be harder to hear the song yep. through a bad recording that's right versus other songs that make it easy for you to hear the song. You're removing the literal and figurative static from the signal, yep. if it's a good professional recording, because then they don't have to work so hard to hear that's right. a great song. that's right. that's right. and and then the other thing is
0: like, why, did, why aren't they do they not know mm-hmm. that this isn't professional? that right. comes to mind like are they naive are they like if it's a bad demo right if it's a yeah. bad demo are you thinking like do they not know the difference because mm-hmm. that happens yeah happens a lot you know with people like this is the best thing I've ever done and you're like ooh okay okay,
1: yeah, that's where the ceiling yeah.
0: is yeah. <laughs> and that there it is you just said it that's mm-hmm. where the ceiling is so maybe you got this great song but the next question is if we're going to do business together what's that going to be like if this yeah. is where the ceiling is of your are understanding of how the business mm-hmm. works what's it going to be like with you Like, is this even worth getting into? Like, what kind of problems are we gonna have? Because you don't get it. Like, are you gonna be calling me tomorrow going, hey, I'm gonna need the check sent here? You bought my song. How much (laughs) you buy that
1: thing for? What's (laughs) going right these days for them songs? I mean, when you get down to, especially if you're looking to get cuts and hits by major artists, right? Usually they find more than enough songs Mm
2: -hmm. that
1: are cuttable. Yep. And they're looking for reasons to weed out. And if they get a whiff of this person may be a little maybe a problem
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay that's just a reason to cut you out and go with something they know or something they believe is is not as enough possible red flags. That's right. So
0: think about it this way. Think about um, you want to be taken seriously as a NASCAR driver and you mm-hmm. show up on the track with like a baby blue rusted out Dodge Dart mm-hmm. and you're like it's all about the driving. I can outdrive everybody. It's like but they're not going to let you on the track. Yeah, you're not going to be perceived as a professional, mm-hmm. right? Maybe you are the greatest driver in the world,
1: but well, you got to have the get lapped Because yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> And let's use another analogy that maybe a little bit closer. But how about you know showing up on a construction site wanting to be taken seriously by the other guys on the site and
1: got my Fisher Price toolkit.
0: Yeah, like a little plastic hammer, <laughs> and they're like, "What?" You like, "Yeah, I got this. I, can I hit that sucker square every time." <laughs> it doesn't matter I mean you're because the demo is unprofessional you are d- default sounding unprof- that's where we're gonna that's where they're gonna mm. go is this is not professional you know yeah. so you you, you know it, has it ever occurred to you that they're judging more than just the song they're judging you too you know what does your song demo say about your craftsmanship mm. right what does your song demo say about your work ethic what does it say about your attention to detail Mm-hmm. What does it say about your intelligence, right, or your understanding maybe of the music business? Um, maybe that's not intelligence, but that's are you ignorant, right? Right, because yeah. ignorance doesn't necessarily have anything to do with intelligence. Right,
1: right? different things. One's just stuff you know. Right, like I just don't know how that business works, but I'm a PhD in astrophysics. That's right. So you're smart. You just don't know how this thing works.
0: And maybe you know where are you on your journey? Right, Like maybe, okay, maybe you're promising, but you know what? I don't want to interact with you right now because you need a few more years under your belt and you need to to grow a little bit more in this journey before you're ready to Mm -hmm. step up to this level and hit this bar, right? Um, And what's your business acumen, you know? And the other thing is, quite frankly, self-image, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, just looking at some of the comments over the last four or five years on my blogs, on my site and on my... Uh, on the Disc Maker site. Mm-hmm. Some of the comments, I can tell the people who are commenting out of a negative self-image. Mm-hmm. right? It's their, they're having an issue and they're going to take something out with that. And you've all run into that person where they got something bad to say on a particular day because they're having a bad day yeah, or something like that. But if you're like, well, if that's where it's coming from, how hard is it to do business with somebody like that?
1: Oh, yeah. Then you just try to avoid it.
0: Yeah, so so this is why, guys, this is why you really want to be in a place where you're presenting yourself, no, number one, with a you know a quality song download, number two, mm-hmm. in the right way, right? right. Coming Coming into the right channels, you know, mm-hmm. not going up and down, this week is uh, Tin Pan. Yep, Tin uh, Pan South. Tin yep. Pan South, and not going up and down Music Row with a stack of CDs, chopping them off in every mailbox. right. I've been in plenty of studios during Tim Pan over the past five mm. years where randoms just walk in like, oh, I just want to hear you are you the producer? Here. Here's, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm in the middle of a session. Like, <laughs> how, how did you get in here? You know? Right. Like, and it's crafty that you got in there, but we don't have a relationship. Yeah. So, it, it, it's about getting it the right, you know, the the right song recorded, getting it recorded the right way and getting it to people in a professional manner and the, mm. the protocol that's, right. that's supposed to happen. Um, I mean, what, the other stepping stones that could happen, how about being able to, you know, up your writing partnerships, right? right your, your co- co-writes writes and stuff. Right? When you go with somebody, and you're like, hey, man, check it. This is my song demo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd love to write with you. And they, the first thing they listen to it, if it's a crappy demo, they're going to be like, eh. Uh.
1: It's just harder to hear a good song yeah. through that. And if again, are see, they going to want to work with if, you? Yeah. If, if it's like a pro or just somebody that's aspiring to be pro, but they're kind of further up the ladder than you are Mm -hmm. and so you have to give them a reason to write with you and so there has to be something there and it's just harder to hear that something through a bad recording or if you don't have any demos then you're just going to be perceived like well you're way further down the line than i am because i may not have any cuts yet but i'm demoing stuff and i'm playing for people and i'm doing the deal and and it feels like i don't i'm still trying to get where i want to go i feel like i'm kind of giving a handout to somebody else yep. which might be okay if we have a tight relationship and I love you as a person I might in but it feels like it, I'm doing somebody a solid versus I'm doing myself a solid by writing with you those are two very different things the way you invest in it but also and we talked about this a little bit uh, before we recorded but you know some people that if they don't want to invest in a in the song and the sonics of it in a demo that sort of thing and yeah, recording in themselves then you're like, well what if I write with you and I really like what we get yes, Are you not I mean. gonna, am I going to have to just pay for the whole thing because I'm here trying to. I'm going into business and you're telling me you want to develop a product and never do anything with it right then that's a hobby right yeah I ain't, I'm not in this for a hobby I'm in this for business and God forbid what if we write something I love yep. then I'm kind of mad yeah Best case scenario for me is we just write a song that I don't want to demo, so I get out of there and know, then I will not it. Because you're put in a position,
0: right? Because yeah. all of a sudden you're like, now now I'm the one that has to pay for everything. If I want to get this done because I love it. Yeah. And then it's going to be done begrudgingly, right? Because you're like, this other person doesn't want but I'm still going to have to share everything with him, so you just kind of,
1: yeah. it's not so, a
0: position you want to be
1: in. For one thing, you're going to get beat up by if he writes another song with a different person who is ready to go in and demo with them yeah. and then they're like well if I like both songs you know basically equal I'm gonna go with the one that cost me half as much money yeah because I got somebody that's a professional on the other end of it that's doing the probably working professionally in other areas maybe not getting paid for it but going I'm demoing I'm pitching I'm trying to build relationships I'm, you know if you're it speaks to how you are in other areas probably like the person that refuses to pay for demos is probably not doing a great job on the networking on the other end of it somebody that is just shows her further along their professionalism yeah and so i want to invest with that person cost me less money on the front end because we're going to share the cost of the demo and there's a better chance we might see some income on the other side of it i want to build relationships with this person if i'm what? what so i've had you know some people ask me before like hey can you just write one you know with somebody i'm like not just with random people because What's what's the outcome? What's the best case scenario here? Because I, I kind of have my dance card, my regulars. Is this just, just to write a song? Mm-hmm. I could see how that maybe that helps you out because maybe you say, Oh, I wrote a song with a professional. I learned some. Maybe we got one of my better songs. Odds are it's not going to be one of my better songs. But then is it going to return into a writing relationship, like a co-writing partnership where I got to bump one of my other people? Because my dance card is kind of to the point where I got to bump somebody to add somebody. Yep. What's the end game here? And if you're somebody that's not investing, you just want to write good songs, but then have them magically fairy dust find their way out in the world, there's not, what's my outcome here? Yeah. If I'm kind of writing down or if I'm, you know, if you want to partner up, I don't see where this leads to, this relationship. Yeah. Beyond one song, because I'm going to, oh, great, we're going to write 10 songs and I'll have thousands of dollars I've carried your (laughs) hind in (laughs) on, (laughs) on demos and great. It's not exactly attractive.
0: Well, I got a horror story for that, actually. I had a client, like a, um, a demo client that uh, did a co-write, mm-hmm. and uh, the co-writer wasn't going to pay. They didn't want to pay for the did. demo. The other person was like, "I'm, you know, my, my client was like, this, I want to do this, You know, I'm gonna. so I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the other co-writer was like, oh, sure, go ahead, whatever. Yeah. So we went cut it, cut the fire out of it, sounded great, mm-hmm. and came back. And, uh, of course, the my client's all excited to show it to to the co-writer co-writer hates it because she didn't sing on (laughs) it
2: yeah
0: right and so all of a sudden now it's this drama thing where she's Mm -hmm. like and then of course
2: hello pantheon podcast listeners christian swain here to tell you more about my experience with raycon earbuds they're amateur so
0: they're all like you can't put this out there without me and I you have to have my permission and and it turns into this whole like a whole lot of heartache and drama over because they just they're not they're not a professional yeah you know and so how do you want to be perceived Mm -hmm. right like they don't know anything about you you know about you but they don't know anything about you right Mm -hmm. so it's a a question of dress for the job that you want not for the job that you have right and you you want to be able to to, to eliminate everything think about gosh think about your friends and family right mm-hmm. like if you've never done a pro demo before and you got some good songs I mm-hmm. mean goodness if, they, if you come back with something like that and be like okay alright yeah. this is not a hobby now I see like this is different oh you know? yeah first recording I ever did with my band wasn't great mm-hmm. but that's when my parents were like all right, this is this is getting serious. It's now. It's <laughs> it's not, going away. not sure how happy they were about uh, that. They were thrilled that I was excited about it, but yeah. the first one wasn't great. I mean, that was that was that wasn't a that was us trying to learn everything. But uh, yeah. but you know, quickly we learned and got it to the great. But you know, it, it, they started taking it, it was stuff in the process. There was stuff I mean, there.
1: My first demo was uh, with. Somebody I met through an NSAI local workshop, right? So he had a home studio and, and in a different town, but nearby within driving distance. And I, I sent him some lyrics, and and he and he wrote a melody and, and put this simple little demo together. It had some keys on there, a little bit of something I can't remember. But it was other than like a guitar around a campfire. It was the most produced thing I'd heard of any of my songs up to that point. Mm-hmm. I was thrilled. The song was bad. <laughs> Just you know. But I, I was so stoked on that. That just the gave first me, time it manifested. The first itself. time I was like, "This got other instruments on it," <laughs> and I don't hear campfire crackling in the background. It's, it does have a charm to it. But I was so stoked, man. I mean, that fueled me for a while. That I was like, "Boom!" I was. I mean, I was loving it anyway. But that just added more vigor and more fuel to that fire. Yeah. Just like. <gasps> I want more.
0: Now you're ready to step it want, up. I want, yeah. Now you're on the journey.
1: Uh, and it just kicked yes. me. In. Like, okay, oh, I want some more of that candy. Yes. You know, I want to get recordings. And it was a step in the journey. That song, Never See the Light of Day. Yeah. But it was, it was a vital part, And then my buddy Tim, we did a whole record together in, in Little Rock when we were living there. And he was the artist, but he and I wrote most of the songs together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so that was kind of my project too. You know, we we're in the studio together and stuff. It, and I had it when I came to Nashville. Started making trips to ASCAP, and I had something that was produced to play for people. And I think they just okay, you know, he's got a bunch of songs here, and they're they're doing something. Yeah, and versus-
0: they're and they yeah, they're out there instead of you know you, you don't want to walk into one of those meetings and say, well, here's what I want to do <laughs> yeah. because you can't you can't create relationships based with with new people that you haven't met before, which is the definition of creating relationships mm-hmm. based on like a vision. You know, on, on what you think you want to do, you you can only create a reputation based on what you've done. Mm-hmm. You know, so having the songs written is one thing, and then having the uh, you know having something to show that it's been recorded, mm-hmm. and that you did it the right way brings you to a whole other level. And then people are going to start. Then you start get some honest feedback on the songs. What would it feel like to hand in to, to either an artist in your local area, another songwriter in your local mm-hmm. area, uh, an opportunity like you know one of your play for publisher events right yeah. where you can have an at bat to get a song mm-hmm. played for a hit publisher to, to really get some honest feedback from somebody who can make a difference yeah right something
1: um, I mean I had one of those play for publisher things where um, one of the songs made it through and good song that's why it made it through and you know the publisher dug it it's like yeah there's a lot yeah there's cool it's different he had a lot that he liked about it and even after it was over we shut it down it's just me and him he's like I think I think I got an idea where to, I could go with that thing. Let me mm-hmm. chew on it. So he was saying because it was it was pitch ready. Yeah, like had a good recording. and He was like, mm, I think I I could go. It wouldn't have been that if it just been a work tape. Now I've had work tapes make it through to the play for publisher, but I spend a lot of energy trying to hear the song. Sure. And have I missed one or two that maybe got mm-hmm. beat out by something that was close? or equal value but it had a better recording yeah sure mm-hmm. i'm sure i have i mean it's just human nature you, you burn a lot more calories trying to hear into something that's just a work tape or a bad demo and stuff and because you're also thinking about who you're going to play it for and you want to bring the best it's going to you know kick them you know in gear in a good way and get their attention in a good way and be memorable in a good way and it, you know it's like they say i don't work harder i work smarter Mm-hmm. You know, that that thing that's out there. So, the songwriting equivalent might be well, you know, I don't demo as much, spend money, I just write better songs. That's great, but you're going to get beat by somebody who writes better songs and has better recordings. Yeah. Because we're out there, and that's <laughs> There's a lot of competition. That's <laughs> the, if that's the water you want to swim in, yep. those, your, competition, your competition is doing that. Maybe not all your competition, but yeah, your competition. They're doing that.
0: And there's, listen, there's always exceptions to the rule, you know, but is that how you want to build well, your business plan? Let's think about it <laughs> this
1: way the people that have the best contacts, people like Chris Oglesby, you know, the, the publishers, the people that have better contacts, mm-hmm. right? They're still demoing stuff. They're still getting, yeah. um, now you might be able to get a Travis Meadows or someone like Owart oh, to sing, do not touch the work tape. It's just, those are geniuses and yeah. have the reputation and,
0: and by the way that's the kind of songs tra- that they
1: write like that's the kind of stuff that Travis
0: write. Meadows isn't going to write truck yeah which was a number 1 hit okay right. so i'm not it's a different style right. it's so the stuff that he writes lends itself to that kind of thing which is a point that i wanted and to make and i don't know there.
1: if he just plays work tapes or not i mean i'm just throwing that out there he, he yeah. may still i know he does records so yep. they may pitch stuff off of records but but even those people that can walk into a producer or have a meeting with an artist mm-hmm. they still try to get the best recordings they can that's appropriate for that song Yep.
0: Yeah. And that, now granted they got publishing deals their publishing companies are paying for that right And, and but
1: they, they wouldn't spend that money if they didn't think it was a good investment it,
0: how much money do you think a publishing company spends on a yearly basis in studio stuff
1: a lot <laughs> I've had publishers spend a lot just on my demos
0: I mean so if we could eliminate that whole cost just mm-hmm. because we know we got a, this guy had ten number ones and everybody's going to listen to this song they would do it if they thought it could
1: compete exactly it it's runs more efficiently, but they still do the investment mm-hmm. because they know the competition is fierce.
0: There it is. So even with the hit songwriters, you know, this is my point. Like, if you've got a song that's like um, The House That Built Me, mm-hmm. if you've got a song like <clears throat> We All Want But We Ain't Got, like, mm-hmm. that, you're going to get away with just an acoustic vocal and it's going to be fun, you know? Yeah. And I will tell you that... Um, but you know the difference between that and truck, yeah, right, or that and a, a, mm-hmm. a, a high BPM song, a mid tempo or high tempo song where that pulse and that mm-hmm. vibe, because you're selling the, the lyric, the melody, and the vibe, vibe, yep. of the song. So, and that's going to help determine and color the opinion of like the publisher that you were talking about going. "No, oh, I think I know where I might be able to take this. Like,
1: yeah, it's like because it's actually ready to take somewhere. Yeah, if I want to take it, it's it's ready. And that's when you're getting in front of people that can do something with it. But um, one thing you mentioned before, and I've heard it before, is like, well, if they're a producer and an artist worth their salt, they should be able to hear
0: yeah.
1: what can be there. true. How many of how many of those meetings have you had in the last month? Yeah, you know where you've sat down with the producer. Yeah. No, I mean most <laughs> of us don't, right? So most likely, if you're coming from the outside. And you're not already sitting down with the producers and stuff. Then you just get it from them. Like, hey, what would you prefer to hear, right? If you're not, odds are you're going through other filters first. You know, I've talked, blogged about the chain of yeses. The unbroken chain, every link is somebody that has to say yes. And at the end of that chain is the cut. Mm -hmm. But everybody that that song has to pass through has to say yes is a a yes link in that chain. So it may be for you, maybe it's okay. Say maybe it's like me. You do the play for publisher, and you send it in. That's the only way I get songs heard, or it's an NSAI publisher event. So then whoever the selection committee for that event has to say yes. Mm-hmm. And that may be a professional writer, maybe someone on staff at NSAI or whatever group, your taxi or whatever you use, it, they have to say yes. And then, so in my case, like the play for publisher, the publisher guest has to say, love it. Mm-hmm. That's a yes. Now what's the next thing they do is maybe go to – an A&R person mm-hmm. who has to say, yes, yeah. love it, who goes – then maybe they play that for the producer or the artist-producer who has to say, yes, love it, and label. And if you're not even – Then the artist short, has to say yes. Yeah, and that may be a short chain. If you're coming more from the outside, you may be going to uh, an intern at the publishing company. Yeah. Or someone it's that's in tape copy <laughs> who has to go through yes to get to the publisher. Or they may, if you're trying to get directly to the artist, it may go to an intern at the label who's just filtering through all that junk to get to the good stuff. They pass along to the A&R person. Yep. may love it, pass along to the senior A&R person. You know, are they going to be able to hear? Is every person in that chain of yes going to be able to hear? Every person. Everybody. Because if that chain breaks at one no, you got to start over. And find a, either a different song or a different workaround for the. You, you know, know, that's
0: a really good point. Is the intern a professional singer? Are they or a be producer? Able to hear or a Yeah, are they, are they just gonna say, this sounds like not good?
1: Yeah. Right. Are they gonna get demo love? Yeah. Be wooed by somebody else's cool demo of a mediocre song or a good demo of a great song and pass over your bad demo of a great song? There you go. So it's just, you're giving yourself a, a better chance to win. That's right. In those I, 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 man, I
0: think that that that's, that's those are some really good points, and I try to have one every. Okay.
1: You, <laughs> <laughs> you know, after being here in Nashville for a week now,
0: I, I've picked up a few <laughs> things. I've picked up a couple of things, but here's the deal, man. You know, you, it, it's all about first impressions, and you want to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. So, show up to a professional opportunity with looking
1: like a professional. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what you want. It's you kind know? of your resume. Are You printing it on, yeah. You know, nice. <laughs> I don't know if people still do resumes. I don't know. I ain't got a real job. But, if, if, you know, you show up for a resume. Are you printing it on, you know, nice professional resume paper? Or is it you folded print, up
0: like torn out of a – Yeah, torn a, out of a three-ring bind yeah. and,
1: and it's just printed, handwritten on. But my experience is great. You wrote it on a napkin. <laughs> This is hard to get through. I'm going to be honest. And you got a coffee ring over part of your... When did you... Where did you... you the years <laughs> Funny
0: story about ring. that coffee ring. Yeah, it's like, uh, I don't, just, don't just care. Scribbling yeah. it down. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's it. And it's not... But it's not just even for the professionals in the industry. It's for the next steps for you, too. Like, right. in, in your town. You know, get, get getting your stuff out there. Travis Meadows was not a, a writer that... Uh, it was trying to be a, a Nashville songwriter. Like mm-hmm. he was an artist. He mm-hmm. was just putting out stuff and it started making it on the buses because it yeah. was so good. It started making it on the buses, all the artists. And then they're like, man, I want to write with this guy. And next thing you know, they started cutting his songs mm-hmm. and he's, he's in all the cool cats. He's in with all those people. But that wasn't him trying to be a, a Nashville writer. That was him just trying to be an artist. So getting your songs with a local artist who's going to, get some stuff out there and get it out to the world, man, that could be huge and you want to present, put your best foot forward, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, and we, I mean, man, when I was, I remember the first time I met Erin Enderlin mm. was at a, uh, I was in Little Rock, she's from that area, central Arkansas area, but she was back in from MTSU and I'd heard about her through some local contacts because I was trying to grow where I was planted and so I'd heard about this girl this is off in Nashville and anyway, she was playing a writer's night at a pizza place in Little Rock over her spring break so I went out to go see her mm. and, I gave her that album I talked about, I did with my buddy Tim. Mm-hmm. And okay. she'd actually heard about it somehow. She'd seen him play out at something or something. But she just gets some awareness oh, yeah, I've heard some of your stuff. Well, here you go. Here's the record. Mm-hmm. You know, our 13 songs or whatever, produced as good as we could at the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we ended up writing together. Now, which, part you know, part of that was you know, limited options when she's back home in Arkansas, limited <laughs> options that you to ride with. Right. But also, we had a good representation, so she he had something to present, hand her. Had yeah. something to hand her that sounded as professional as we could get at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we weren't getting the A list players and, and all that stuff, but it was all right. But it showed a seriousness, Yep. and it showcased the riding as, as best. We could. And clearly,
0: there was work put into it. Like you, you spent some work, time. Like, there's a band okay, in there. There was yeah it yeah,
1: was, yeah. We positioned me in a different stack in her mind versus maybe some dudes like "Hey, we should write sometime yeah I got nothing but I got some ideas we went in it you know, right. Get, don't be that guy. Right. Get to the other side. Part staff. of it's positioning yourself as someone in a, in a more professional light. So and we all know what happened with Aaron. <laughs> and with Aaron, we ended up riding Monday Morning Church together, both of our first major cuts.
0: There you go.
1: So that worked out.
0: See, so, I, I love that story. And 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 that's that's the point that I'm trying to bring across is like you just want you know you, you just want to be as, as professional as you can possibly be. So um, listen, this brings me to an opportunity. But before I get into this, I want to tell you this rule of thumb man if you're just if you there's just no way on the planet that you can ever afford a song demo okay it's better to hand in a stripped down acoustic vocal mm-hmm. than a poorly made demo yes
1: going back to the cylinder yeah engine yeah make it a four runs cylinder engine that on, that four, runs on four instead of trying to you only got four cylinders but you just put it in a six or seven cylinder engine or whatever and it's you can tell it's not right.
0: That's right, and, and 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 know that if it's like you know, if it's a song that requires a pulse and a vibe, that's more of an upbeat kind of a, especially in today's upbeat songs, and country a little more pop oriented, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you'll be lacking some stuff there. But it's better to do that than to try to not know what you're doing on producing and kind of come off simple and not great well. is beats complicated and bad exactly yeah so. But if you got the opportunity, if you can uh, get the means, you got some co-writers and they all want to get into it and you want to get in on um, some severely discounted (laughs) uh, song demos, we are rolling out a program called the Song Demo Scholarship Program. Now, once a month, a bunch of friends of mine get together and we'll do like 30 song demos in a day. We call it a Mm -hmm. demo slam. And this is, uh, you know, for a lot of uh, pro-writers, publishing company, clientele, and uh, I'm talking about legendary studio cats. Brent Mason, Google them. I'm Bobby Terry, Google them.
1: Or just turn on the radio.
0: Yeah, or turn on the radio because you're going to hear them. That's yeah. right. Buddy Hyatt, Lonnie Wilson. Our engineer um, who, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know, just won a Grammy. Mm-hmm. So talking about Grammy wins, all the pros that you need to do something great. And we got we put together a program to kind of give something back to the people trying to break in. And, and make it worth their while. I mean, the deal is when we're doing 30 at a time, the, these publishing companies, they're not going to pay what you're going to pay because they're doing 60 songs a year. They get a discount. You know, They keep the studios busy. They get, they get a deal. It's like Costco versus whatever, like mm-hmm. 7-Eleven. They're you know? getting,
1: like booking a session and going, we're going to cut this many songs. They're not just doing the one-offs.
0: Right, exactly. And so a lot of times maybe you got one song that's just ready to go. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it, maybe you can't afford to do six or eight, which is what it would take you to to get it somewhere in the cost effective range per song, right? Per
1: song, but then you're still total bills.
0: That's eight. right. So with these guys, I mean, listen, it's it's everybody's really good friends. We have a great time. We're we're um, we are uh, we're, we're in the studio like literally eight to twelve hours on that day, cutting these songs and. You can have the opportunity in the Song Demo Scholarship Program. We pick four songs a month that these guys are going to spend extra time doing those four songs. Pre-production meeting, you're going to be cut with the best guys in town. And you only have to pay for what you need. So if you've got a studio at home, and you can mix the fire out of it, and you can sing, but maybe you just don't have access to Brent Mason, Bobby Terry, Buddy Hyatt, man this is a great opportunity for you mm-hmm. if you um, you know need a singer but you can mix we can a la carte that for you know a few hundred bucks more you can you can make that happen and if you need the mix too we can take your work tape and turn it into like, like a radio ready song demo pitch ready song demo mm-hmm. that's that you're never going to have to give any kind of uh, disclaimers on right mm-hmm. so it's called the song demo scholarship program and if you want to know more about this just reach out to me at info at com. you can also um go to uh gift forward slash demo dash mistakes gift forward slash demo dash mistakes and that'll download a free pdf that has uh you know top 10 demo mistakes that we see from from uh, writers when they're trying to, to make pitches happen. We also did an episode about it, but if you want it in the hard copy, get that. It's totally free, and then you'll get on the list, and you'll you'll be able to know what's happening with that Song Dental Scholarship program. But we got everybody to get in on it, man. They're all down, willing to do it, and if we can help you that way and and really save you some money on some something that's that amazing, mm-hmm. that's what we want to do. So um, that said brings us to the end of another killer episode of The Climb. Join the climb community if you haven't done it already. Uh, just search it out on Facebook. Ask to be let in. We let everybody in, and we'll roadhouse you if you're a bad boy or a bad girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Just get those episodes automatically in your phone through your podcast player every Tuesday. Uh, take a couple seconds, leave a rating and review. It it makes appreciate. us look legit. It makes yeah. us look professional, right? <laughs> like We know what we're doing because you're saying that we look exactly. good. And then uh, finally, share it. Share it, share it. Like, let other people know about the podcast. If there's information that's helping you, maybe it can help one of your friends. And uh, obviously, the climb conference. too don't forget about that. That's right. right. the Theclimconference.com. That's right. That's for Brent, me, Shelby Kennedy, who's the president of TuneCore and Hit Publisher, uh, Chris Oglesby. I think just about every question you might have about what's happening in the music industry right now can be answered by the people in that
1: songwriting, field. publishing, marketing, distribution.
0: Yeah, where's it all going? There we go. All right, guys. Well, listen, this podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top.